This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Urkel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. Hey there, I'm Chris Nerlon. We have an exciting podcast ahead. But first, I want to talk about something we all know way too much about, moving. Just the thought of that can bring an unsettling emotion. Well, I found a team that can take that load off your plate. It's D1 Relocation. This group can do it all. They can organize your move, coordinate with a moving company, and a trusted real estate agent. They can actually vet key household partners, such as schools, insurance agents, physicians in the area. They can even help set up your Wi-Fi and water. It's incredible. So I've come to know this team, which is actually founded by a coach's wife. I think you should check it out. Whether you're looking to move now or in the future, it's d1relocation.com. Now on to our awesome podcast. It's my honor to bring Erin Ashford on the podcast. Erin is the wife of Patrick Ashford, offensive coordinator for VMI. Thank you for being a part of us. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Okay, your husband just finished season four, right? Yes, season four at VMI. Yes. Awesome. All right, he's the offensive coordinator. In that time period, you guys have won a conference title. You've had coaching stops at Vanderbilt, Austin P with us, UT Martin, among others. We played at Tennessee. What do you think makes him dynamic in his role? You know, as cheesy as it sounds, he just loves the game of football. I don't know that I have ever met anyone that loves something so much. Um, He just eats, sleeps, breathes football. He loves the players. He loves the game. Um, And, you know, I think that that love of it really does make a difference because, you know, he's not in it for the money. He's not in it for the titles or the recognition. He just loves it and does want to make an impact on the people that he coaches and the people he coaches with. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he's just he's such a great teacher and he's such a great husband and father. And I think all of those things combined just, you know, really make him so dynamic in what he does every day. We love you guys. Okay, so we were together on staff. A lot of things have changed since then. You have a a son now. He's beautiful. I guess that you don't want to say he's beautiful. He's handsome, baby boy. Um, But think back before that. Uh, Where did you grow up? Did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? No way. And honestly, when I first started dating Patrick, people were asking me, how on earth is that going to work? So Patrick and I actually grew up in the same town. And we knew each other all through the years. And he was known as this like big football guy, super competitive. And I was the total opposite of that. My parents tried to put me in upward basketball growing up. And my very first game, the other team started running towards me and I handed them the ball. So not a competitive bone in my body. And I knew nothing about football. The only time I ever went to football games was just to socialize with my friends. (laughs) So when we very first started dating, I secretly bought football for dummies and read the entire book front to back. I watched old UT games online just to kind of study the game so that I could have educated conversations with him to know what he was doing every day. And um, I felt like through that, I could help better support him. Wow, I'm impressed that you made a study of this. That's I did, cool. I did. I, 
And I, I'm good now. I can carry on a great conversation about football. I love this. You know, I've never heard this. I've been doing this podcast for five and a half years. And you'll hear Watson say, I don't really know a whole lot. Well, I've never heard anybody go, I'm learning about this because I care about my husband and what he's interested in. I, I love this very much. Yeah, okay, so how did you guys meet? Uh, yeah, so we grew up together. I actually lived next door to his uncle. We went to the same church, same high school. We weren't really friends. We didn't really date, but we did reconnect in college. Um, he went to the University of Tennessee, and I was at school in Nashville um, studying design. And I came home for Christmas break, and we just started hanging out and you know, have been together ever since. Dated long distance and got married just two months after I graduated college. So I have been along for the ride of him playing in college and his entire coaching career, which has been really, really exciting to watch over the years. Very much. Okay. And now you are a mama. So tell me about him. Yeah. So we had um, Easton back in June. He's the typical football baby born in the summer and he is just a complete dream. He such a good sleeper. He's so go with the flow and such a happy baby. I feel so lucky because it made, um, especially going into football season, it made it just easy this first time. And um, it's been fun to kind of bring him along to all of the fun activities and um, to kind of get to see his eyes light up. He loves going to practice, um, seeing the helmets run by, his eyes light up and he gets so excited. Um, so yeah, it's it's been so much fun and a very different experience than all of the years we've had in the past, but it's new and exciting and probably our most fun season of life yet. And it's probably, there's some things about it that are hard as well. I mean, That's like true. it's a whole lot harder to get ready for a ball game yeah. now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so on and off the field, and you think about, we have those high moments, you're winning a conference title, you're having the good times, but obviously... Uh, those that come to this podcast go, okay, I'm coming from the meat of this thing. You know, this is not an easy life. Grateful for every moment we have, but it's not easy. Um, what are some of the toughest diversity you guys have faced and what have you relied on to get through those moments? Yeah. You know, this coaching life in general is, is hard, but we definitely hit one of the hardest points back at the beginning of 2021, um, coming out of 2020, which was just hard for everyone. But Patrick's mom had been battling a 10 year um, battle with CLL, which is a blood cancer. And um, she did lose that battle at the beginning of 2021. And while it was so hard for the entire family, and I will never forget getting that phone call um, that it was time for us to come home, that she was in her final days. And um, it was hard for everyone, but it was especially hard for Patrick. He is the ultimate mama's boy. <laughs> if you looked up mama's boy in the dictionary, Patrick's face would be right there. And I think for me, it was so hard to, you know, watch him lose his best friend because, you know, other than myself, she was the one that he called when he was upset or if he was having a hard day or if something exciting was happening and he wanted to share it with someone. Other than myself, you know, she was the one that he went to. And for him to lose that person was really hard, especially going into, I guess that was his first true year of a full-time position coach. He was coaching receivers at the time. And that's a big change. That's a lot more responsibility going from being a GA to being a full-time coach and to not have her there through some of those really tough moments, but also some really exciting moments. Like we did win the conference championship that year, which was such a high point of his career. 
but also to look up in the stands and not see her there was a really, a really tough thing for us. But, you know, we relied on our faith. We are believers. And we know that while on earth, she was in pain, that she's no longer in pain and that in heaven, she is watching every single game. She is tuning in and she is his biggest cheerleader. And, you know, just knowing that got us through, but then also relying on each other. I can never, I will never be able to understand the loss of a parent until I go through that myself. And so I know I did not have the right words to say most of the time, but just being able to be there and support him every step of the way and be a listening ear when maybe that was something he would have previously turned to her on um, has been really important for us. And it's still a battle, you know, it's only been a few years, but um, we were able to get through it and now we're able to look back on all the happy times and all the things that we know that she would love to be a part of now that she's just watching from afar. And she was, I never got to meet her, but she was so compassionate to our daughter, Leandry. We were on staff at the same time at Austin P and she reached out, I think multiple times yeah. with your messages just to say, Hey, she, she's praying for Landry and she understands. And it was just really special to hear from her and to know uh, what an impact she's had on both of your lives. And yeah. I know that's, um, it makes you stronger as a couple to go through things like that, that, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of helps you evaluate, like what is most important in life? Exactly. You think it's it's things, like mm-hmm. Power, money, fame, all the things that we sort of want to get lured by. You're like, hold on. Those yeah, so exactly. That's, we yeah. always say that just, you know, especially with how limited our time can be together in coaching. Sometimes it's just, you know, making the most of, the moments we do have together because they are, they can be so few. Um, and so, you know, we just tell ourselves, let's take the vacation. Let's go on the quick trip. Let's uh, go to dinner out instead of eating in sometimes just to be able to have some of those special moments together because you just never, you never know when they're gone. So this is year eight of being a coach's wife. What's one thing you're glad you made a priority in your life? Yeah. You know, there's a few things. Um, first and foremost, just our marriage. I know that, um, we are each other's number one supporters and without that, we separately, we would not be where we are today. And so just making sure that every day, no matter how long the days are or how hard um, or stressful times might get, just making sure that we're there for each other and we're always there to have each other's back. But, you know, another thing that might sound kind of unconventional is just making sure that, I'm prioritizing myself in all of this and I'm taking time to, you know, fill my own cup up because when I'm the best version of myself, I can best support Patrick. And, you know, a few ways of doing that are just prioritizing friendships, prioritizing my job, prioritizing, um, you know, the things that just bring me joy in life, like shopping and (laughs) some spa days here or there or reading, you know, um, just taking some time to kind of rejuviate myself, do creative projects, um, I think definitely helps support him in the best way possible. I agree with that. I think that's one thing that's really helped me as well. Mm -hmm. To really have something outside of that world as well. It's been very encouraging me, especially, I don't know uh, if others have this, but I have a best friend that's not a coach's wife. And that sounds funny to have a podcast called Coach's Wife. I think it's really important to have relationships outside of that that aren't, 
in the thick of it and don't have to go exactly on some things, but they can have a relationship to, you know, to rely on and someone mm -hmm. to talk to that has nothing to do with your wins or your losses. Like, exactly. You know, so much changes year to year. I mean, people move, job dynamics change, and it's nice to have, um, people outside of that, that you can go to and no matter what the scoreboard says or where you live, they're always going to be there to support you. And those football relationships are so, so important. I mean, we could not get through most days without the people we have here and at the other schools we've been at. But um, I have made it such a priority to make sure to not forget everyone else. They might not completely understand what we're going through on a daily basis, but they're the ones who, no matter what we're doing, they're going to be there. Yeah, I agree. I love that. That's a good, uh, good advice. Um, I think it's so important because sometimes I interviewed, I think I said this recently in another podcast that's airing similar time period to yours, but it's a younger coach's wife. I know you don't, you know, not, I'm a lot older and sometimes I interview people that are like in that range with me, but I love to hear that you're making things like that a priority already going along. Um, do you think there's some things that I'm sure that if I were to have him on that he would say, this is really helpful to me as a coach, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I mean, I never want to take away from all of his hard work because I truly believe that he is the most hardworking person in the world, but I do like to think I've played a pretty big part in, in that because, you know, we got married right out of college. His first few jobs were GA jobs. And as so many coaches wives know, those are very long hours at very little pay. And so Ooh, tiny pay. very, very little pay. And so, you know, um, for him to be able to do that and to chase that dream, I was supporting the family financially. And um, I mean, that, that was huge for him to be able to do that. And so, you know, there's the other things like making sure the bills are paid, making sure maintenance on our place is, is good, taking care of the baby now during the season. But, you know, those first few years, they were they were tough. And um, I like to think that one day we're going to look back on those years. Even now we look back and we're just like, wow, I cannot believe we did that. And um, <laughs> it's, it's really this. <laughs> So tell me the practical things. When does it work for you to move? Are you remote with your job or do you have to go in person sometimes? How does that work? Yeah. So um, like I said, I'm the creative director for a fashion company that's based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am so, so, so lucky to be able to do what I do from home. For the first, my goodness, almost five years of my job at ABLE, um, I was in person. And so I was able to build those relationships in an in-person setting. But when we moved here to Virginia, I was able to take this job remote and I do a lot of work. Um, I do a lot of travel for work. So, you know, about once a month, I do take a trip to Nashville. I oversee all of our photo shoots and do some in-person meetings, which is just so much fun. It is a true dream to be a part of. But luckily, I do get to work from home, which makes it so much easier just, you know, with Patrick's um, unpredictable schedule. And moving and all of that, I can kind of keep my job, keep my income and just take it wherever we go oh, and go to his games. I can take my work on the road. So nice. recruiting trips, some games, I kind of, you know, tag along. Yes. And you, oh, just cherish it while the, the babies don't have school, right? Yes, I, mean, I, like, know. I know. I don't know. And you I'm were doing. just locked into that school unless you decide to homeschool and then that brings another little <laughs> twist or yeah. blessing or a, 
It's hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to look at that. It's hard to homeschool too. There's no, there's no I mean, easy. all the way around. There's no easy way around it. There's but no I, easy I way that. to be a parent, right? I mean, it's it's beautiful, but it's uh, whatever methods you choose in ways <laughs> to raise your children. There's always tough times with that as yeah. well and beautiful times. Um, so this business is crazy competitive. You know, you've been in it eight years and you see it. I'm sure there's been a job at some point that you maybe thought or you would get or mm-hmm. some point, you know, we think we're going with this person or this, that, and the other, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, how do you get through those moments if it's ever happened to you? Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, just this time of year, every year, I feel like we live in limbo, no matter how good or bad a season was. I feel like we go through the holidays and are just like, are we going to be here? Are we staying? Are we going? What's next? And you know, that can be emotionally exhausting. (laughs) It can be so exhausting for both myself and for Patrick. And while it does affect his day-to-day so much more than it does mine, you know, myself and Eason, we're now along for this journey too. And I think I always just try to remind him, you know, we both firmly believe that his purpose is to coach. And even in those times, and it can get really discouraging to just remind him, you know, this is your calling. And we were put where we are right now for a purpose. And if other doors aren't opening, it's because we're meant to be where we're at. And when the right thing comes along, those doors will open and we'll go and be there. And it'll it'll be so exciting and make an impact on those people. But, you know, it's, it's exhausting and it's emotional. And um, every year it's totally different. So, yeah. Having to be steady when the things around mm-hmm. you feel chaotic yeah. As a coach's wife, I think this, it's, it, those are actual, like we say it, but it's hard, like on the daily basis, just to be yes. really calm through a situation. You're like, oh, I don't know. And it's always around mm-hmm. Christmas time when you're like, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, to have it's that. A limbo, such a limbo. Yes. Right? It is always exciting though. It's exciting to think about what's to come, but then also, right. you know, when you're in a place that you love, I mean, we love where we're at right now. It's, it's a beautiful place and the people are amazing. And, and we're at a military school, so it's a very different experience here than what we would get somewhere else. And so, you know, it's sad to think about potentially ever leaving a place, but then also exciting to think about what could come in the future. Sure. Do you have someone you can call when you're upset or, or just need some another voice to, to hear some of this out or a mentor or someone you've kind of admired in the process, a coach's wife mentor? Yeah. I mean, definitely every place we've been, you know, there's been people that I've looked up to. I mean, Austin P, I thought you were just the epitome of a coach's life. And so that's always stuck with me through the years. But um, specifically, Brittany Reves, who um, her husband is the DC at Charleston Southern, and then Maddie Waits, whose husband is at Liberty. You know, they came along here at VMI just at the exact right time for us. It was Patrick's first year as a coordinator. And it was actually the season I found out I was pregnant. And that was something we were not expecting. We were so excited, but we were not expecting it. And so, you know, both with being a new coordinator and finding out just this life-changing news, that can be stressful. A lot of stress put um, kind of concentrated in a really short period of time. And both of them were just huge in encouraging me. And they were such good examples to look up to for how they love their husband and how they um, love their families. And at the time they were both homeschooling. And so (laughs) to be able to see them kind of, yes, (laughs) 
Yes, so many kids homeschooling and um, also had their own jobs on the side. And just to be able to see how they juggled all these things. And they always did it with a smile on their face. And um, even outside of their families, they invested so much in the players here at VMI. And just to watch that made me feel so much better about our situation. Like, okay, like, well, I'm watching them juggle seven kids <laughs> between the two of them and um, they can do it. I know I can too. And um, so they've been huge just in this process. And even though they're no longer here with us at BMI, I definitely still consider them great friends and know that I can reach out to them um, whenever I have questions or just need a listening ear um, whenever we're going through stuff here. I love to hear that. One time I got a text from you and you were sh showing me that you were cooking for your players. Yes. 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 I did my heart good. It passed on. So do you still, are you able to do that as part oh, yes. of your ministry? Um, definitely. We love to have the players over. Um, we have Patrick's now coaching quarterbacks. So every Thursday on home game weeks, we have the quarterbacks over and they love it. You know, sometimes we'll cook, sometimes we'll order in right. and, it's just a nice break for them, you know, to get a home cooked meal, to get to sit on a couch. You know, it's a military school. They live in barracks and their living situation is so different here. And so for them to just get a break of being in someone's home and just getting to hang out. I love being a fly on the wall for the conversations. It is just too funny, but it's it's been really fun. I definitely saw that with you and it's like, yes, one day I'm going to be like Chris and Urgle and have the players over. And so hopped on that train and have made it, you know, weekly or biweekly tradition to have them here. And it's also been fun, you know, having Easton and yeah. it's like he has all these big brothers. One of them even offered to change his diaper, which I never expected in a million years. And so, you know, they do become like family and we just want to be like our door is always open. And it's it's been huge. It's been huge for us. I love it. Some of the players will have the pictures in their phone, like years later, like, remember when he took his first step and you're, <laughs> you said to my husband, and I'm like, that's awesome. It's kind of part of their memories as well. So it's really neat. They'll be able to be there through Easton's moments, which is really precious. It's so awesome. You know? So awesome. Yeah. And there's nothing like when your son will start calling them, you know, by their names or football guys or whatever. <laughs> um, so how do you guys stay connected? You're traveling for work and you're working full time. Mm -hmm. Mom, what do you do? I mean, are y'all like Netflix and chill or do you go <laughs> out? What's your thing? Yeah. You know, a little bit of everything. Um, I do feel like we were set up really well for this lifestyle because we dated long distance for our entire dating relationship. And so we were used to communicating daily by text and phone calls and, um, I like to think I'm a pretty independent person, so I don't feel necessarily like he needs to be here all the time. I want him here, but he doesn't need to be here. And, um, but, you know, like I said, we call, we text all throughout the day and we really do prioritize, you know, trying to find some time during the week to just simply eat meals together. Something so simple that people outside of coaching don't realize is actually a really hard thing to do sometimes. Sure. Um, so whether that be, you know, meeting in town for a quick lunch or picking up takeout and taking it to his office, um, that's been really important for us to just find that little bit of time where we're both awake and <laughs> present and connected to be able to talk about our days, um, just kind of break out of our working zone and um, get to hang out together. But also another thing we've been doing is, especially since Eason has been born, um, is I've been trying to go to practice. I try to make it to every single practice possible. And while that's not possible at all schools here, it's just 
a super open door policy for the families to come around. And that's been huge for Patrick to be able to build a connection and a bond with Easton at such a young age, because if I didn't take him to practice, he might not get to see Easton throughout an entire day sometimes in the season. So having him there, being able to observe what is happening at practice. So, you know, when he comes home, I'm kind of a bouncing board for him on things that happened. And um, it gives us something to talk about that we're both there to experience together, which has been huge and something we have not done for all of the years. But since doing that, we feel so much more connected. Like I know what's going on in his day because I'm seeing it firsthand too. Oh, I love that. Um, what are some of the things that you do to kind of recharge your battery? Yeah. So I am such a girly girl. I love relaxation and reading and big antique shopper. So sorry about the dog. <laughs> I love your dog. I wish you would show us your dog. <laughs> you want to come over here, bud? Maybe in a minute. You might come <laughs> um, He's the cutest little guy. So cute. Um, he usually just sits right here with me. But yeah, you know, I love to read. I'm a big antique shopper. I um, There's a lot of places here in Lexington that I love to go or bop around to the towns around. Um, I love a good spa day. <laughs> so those are a little bit more um, few and far apart now that Easton is here. But yeah, you know, hanging out with my friends and, you know, vacations are a big deal for us. Yes. You know, we get to the end of the season and we always like to do something you know, around Christmas time, um, especially at this level of football, our season's completely over by then. So we can kind of take something around the holidays to just kind of reset and refocus before jumping back into recruiting season. Um, but then the summertime, you know, just getting a week, even just a week where we can try to turn our phones off and recharge both our marriage and family, but also just you can't do your job well if you're always so in it. And I firmly believe that. So um, you guys try to get away. Uh, you still do your Disney World trips? I know you. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We um big Disney family around here. Um, We actually just got back a few weeks ago and it was Easton's first trip. And he was just so cute looking at everything. He loved it. But yeah, we love Disney cruises, Disney World. Um. It's something that I grew up doing and loving as a kid. And then Patrick came along and started loving it just as much as me. And we probably look like those weird Disney adults on social media, but um, we like to think we're a little cooler than that. So <laughs> we're cool. We have so much fun doing it. It's awesome. We had the Disney passes for the first year we lived in Florida and mm -hmm. it was fun because we would get to go just a short amount of time because yes. we lived in Miami. So it was like three-ish hours away. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have to stay there for like seven days. We could stay there for like two days, yeah. come back, wait a month, go back. And then I love that. that was the perfect way. I think you told me that, like the best Disney advice. Uh, at some point we had this conversation, I don't remember when, but it was like, if you could ever put a day in between. Yes. Said, oh um, yes. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I love it. We, um, I always say if we ever got a job anywhere in Florida, the second I got an address, I would get a Disney pass. <laughs> that would yeah. forget schools, forget everything else. I would get the Disney pass. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. we would use it for sure. Definitely. Well, very good. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? You know, there's a few. Um, I think, first of all, you know, this is just a cool, it's a cool life. And I never want to take for granted all that we get to do and all of the people that we get to meet and places we get to go. And, 
you know, I really want Easton to look back one day and see that we took him to all these different experiences and be like, wow, that, that was really cool that I got to do that. You know, the other thing is just, it's really cool to stand on the sidelines watching people fulfill their dreams. Um, kind of Patrick being the first, you know, I got to be on the sideline watching him play for his dream school. And then I've got to be on the sideline of watching him fulfill the dream of coaching in college. And um, that's a really cool thing to experience. There's so many people who go through their entire life never getting to fulfill their dreams. And they're just kind of cool concepts that they keep in their heart, but never happen. And, you know, I've got to see Patrick fulfill two dreams. And I hope that I get to see him go on and do so many more that he um, looks forward to. But even the players, like, this is a dream for so many of the guys every time they hit the field is to, you know, play at a division one football program. And that that's a cool thing to experience and seeing the parents and how excited they get and just everyone around. It's, it's really fun. And I never, like I said, I never thought I would be a coach's wife. I never thought that this would be my lifestyle or something that I look forward to, but you know, there are just moments throughout the years where you're like, I am always going to remember this. And I hope, that that never changes because it, it has been a really cool thing that I never in a million years thought that I would enjoy. So well stated. <laughs> Rapid fire. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you a reader? <laughs> What's the last book? Okay. Last book was About a Songbird and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, part of the Hunger Games series. Love it. Very fascinating. <laughs> I never do blank at a game. Mm, so I'm a quiet game watcher. So I, I mean, you will rarely see me yell. I kind of sit quietly to myself, keep it all in. Um, you probably won't see me get too excited either way. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember about that very, uh, very calm and storm. Very, very calm, cool, collected. I save yeah. it till after the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who was that person? Walt Disney. Oh, there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you get a night alone. What show are you binge watching? Oh, you know, that's a tough one. I have all my different genres. Um, I kind of go back and forth between Survivor. I like to think that one day I could do that. I know I would get voted off first. I would be terrible. But I love Survivor and then a good Grey's Anatomy. You know, as stressful as that show is, it's a comfort show for me. I love <laughs> you, uh, what's your go-to meal to cook? I would say probably teriyaki chicken. It was the first meal Patrick and I ever made together and we have perfected it over the years. And so it's kind of our go-to. I need this recipe. I like this. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. What sport can you beat Patrick in? Most people wouldn't consider it a sport, but I am the queen at Mario Kart and uh, he cannot beat me. He can't. <laughs> I'm not competitive, but at that game, he cannot win. <laughs> we need to put... You guys against Team Urgle here. We just got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. <laughs> and we are enjoying this little. It is the best. It, it is, is the best. so fun. It's a throwback <laughs> from years ago for us. Okay. What would be your walk-up song? Um, I would have to go between either Glamorous by Fergie or um, Style by Taylor Swift. Big, big T-Swift girl over here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Thank you. It was so much fun catching up. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at brewerofhope.org.
For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.